Hi and welcome to this week's episode of Shaman Talk. I'm Rhonda and I'm your host and this week we're going to be exploring the idea of finding freedom through connection with other spiritual friends. So in this month we're working with horse spirit and horse spirit really comes through with a sense of freedom and the ability to um, work with the freedom of choice, personal responsibility and direct revelation. Now for those of you who've listened to my podcast in the past, you'll know that direct revelation and personal responsibility are things that I hold very dear to my heart. I believe that each person is more than capable of working out what they need to do, what their journeys mean for them and what actions they need to take in their lives to improve the path that they're on to find more joy to find more happiness and to live work and play in a wholehearted way to quote Renee Brown and I think that freedom of choice personal responsibility and direct revelation are all super important key components of an effective shamanic person and I do talk about those a lot in other podcasts but what I've realized in in you know, in the past few years, is that there's one key thing that some people miss or they don't give it enough attention and therefore they don't utilise it to its greatest um, worth. And I think that to be a truly effective shamanic person, it's vitally important to be part of a sacred and trusted circle of people, people who we can share with share our experiences, people who might push our buttons in a safe way and allow us to explore our shadow side. This is rare, I I realise, in our culture. It took me a long time to find a circle of friends that I trust beyond measure. And it took a long time for me and my immediate family to move to a place of complete trust and to be in a sacred place with each other. So although it's not necessarily easy to find, it is easy, it is possible to cultivate and it is possible to have. So what I do see is I see a lot of people who do this work alone. Their shamanic practice is separate from the rest of their life, from their friends, from their colleagues at work, from their spouses, from their kids. It's all very separate. They don't have a group outside that they go to necessarily um, or if they do then they're not able to be open and vulnerable in that group. And I know that there are a lot of reasons why people choose to do this work alone and I've tried to come up with a a list so that we can have a think about why you might, if this resonates with you, why you might choose to do this work alone or or you might not choose to, you might feel like you're never invited anywhere or you're not welcome so the few these eight points that I've pulled together really start to speak to this idea that people have what they feel are very good reasons for wanting to do their shamanic work alone so what number one you're new to shamanism and you haven't found a tribe yet number two you don't feel safe sharing your practice with others or you fear that you won't be welcomed number three is you feel you might be ridiculed or outcast Number four is that you avoid being in a group to spare yourself 
from the reflection of others, so that's difficulty with shadow work. Number five is you don't feel good or worthy enough to be part of a community group or tribe. Number six, it's never crossed your mind that you need anyone else. You've always worked alone. Number seven, you've had a bad experience in the past and you prefer to work alone now rather than be hurt or feel unsafe in that way. And number eight, you like to be in control of your spiritual life and you don't trust the chaos of other spiritual people or you worry about the effect that other people's safe practice will have on you. So you feel a lack of control when you connect with others. So I've tried to pull out some of the reasons that I've heard people tell me that they choose to do this work alone. And I'm going to speak to each one a little bit and try and encourage you to reconsider whether this is the best thing for you. Because what I find is that people who try and do this work alone are genuinely not as effective as people who can move into a place of trust and community with people. And that's what I try and create in both in the Shaman Talk podcast community and in the membership programme that I run um, or the online learning centre for the Centre for Shamanism. I try and create a safe space where I don't allow people to give unsolicited advice. I ask that people only use I language. So they say, you know, this is my experience. I feel this and there's no you shoulds or this is what I think you should do. Or, you know, I really just don't allow that in my group because I think that each person should um, be able to be safe, to express themselves without a barrage of unsolicited advice from the other people in the group. So, you know, I do try and create a, quite a safe environment for people in that way. But if you're, so let's go to number one then. So if you're new to shamanism and you haven't found a community or tribe yet, maybe you've heard about it online or you've come across one of my adverts or um, you, a friend has recommended shamanism to you, then that's absolutely fine. Well, what I would say is that you're new to shamanism and you're probably really excited and you're pulling in lots of information from lots of different places and lots of different sources. But it's really great to be able to also have conversation with people, whether that's, you know, writing things down in a group or speaking to people um, on Zoom at the moment, obviously, or meeting up in person when we're able to do that. And what that does is it opens up the channels of inspiration. It opens up our ability to hear what other people think and feel about things that can then spark something in us that, or that otherwise wouldn't be sparked. So I do encourage people to find a tribe and find a group of people who they can work with and share their experience with and be seen and heard and it's nice to know what other people are going through as well so you realise it's not just you who faces resistance and it's not just you who has these mad crazy experiences that really are difficult to explain it makes you feel part of something bigger than just your own experience which can be lovely and really uplifting so the next few are kind of like probably the next two so you don't feel safe sharing your practice with others or that you won't be welcomed or number three is you might feel ridiculed or, or outcast those two are quite similar so i'll speak to those together so it's really interesting about when we don't feel safe um is that we i guess we have um not experienced a place where we can really express ourselves and be safe in that and by safe I mean 
not being made to feel like we're not good enough or not being listened or to or people barraging us with then with their own experience and overlaying their experience onto ours and kind of meshing themselves in the work that we do that can be quite difficult um and also that sense of maybe being ridiculed or outcast you know a lot for a lot of us working with shamanism can be embarrassing to start with when I first started my training I was working as an accountant in a company um in Dundee and didn't tell anybody what I was doing to start with I was I was really embarrassed I told people that I was I was going to a meditation retreat because you know meditation's okay now um but then over the weeks and months I realized that I wasn't being true to myself and I wasn't being true to my practice and I wasn't honoring my place in the world and I thought no I'm not going to do that anymore I'm not going to hide who I am or what I love and so I started to tell people what I was doing and explained it to them and Actually, the reaction was completely unprecedented. I really didn't expect the reaction that I got. People were fascinated and really loved hearing about my experiences. In fact, when I got further on in my training and I was looking for case studies, a lot of people at work wanted to be a case study for me. And it was just really special. So, you know, you feel like you might be ridiculed or outcast. And if you are, then those people weren't meant for you. Those aren't your people. Those people aren't your tribe. But you might be really surprised, actually, and really heartened to know that most people just really are really interested. And a lot of people are looking for a new way of being or a new way of thinking about the world. And by being open and vulnerable and honest, maybe you're creating a doorway for someone else to then step through that they wouldn't have had otherwise. So maybe a bit of bravery there as well is, is um, something to think about. So I do know that some people avoid being in groups particularly spiritual development groups or um, groups like the ones that I hold or, or workshops. It just have to be groups, actually. It can be like workshops or retreats or anywhere that you go where, you know, you're put into a position where you can start to learn things about yourself and make personal changes. And I know that people sometimes avoid doing that work, that type of work, because they're simply avoiding the reflections or they, they just don't want to hear it happy to you know stay in that space of like that smaller space of um, fortune telling and you know having a laugh with friends and I really don't think that that's an issue at all I think that that's absolutely fine if you're comfortable there and happy and you have joy in your life and feel wholehearted and you know your um, your spirit is full then that's amazing but if you don't feel full and you don't feel fulfilled you don't feel wholehearted and that's sometimes why, because we're scared to face up to the things that we need to change. So that's something that you can reflect on for yourself. If you avoid being in a group or you're not ready to be in a group, or um, then that's genuinely can be because you're resisting, you know, making those changes and having those things reflected back to you. So number five is you don't feel good or worthy enough to be part of a tribe. And that just is so resonant for me um I've had such trouble in my life feeling part of anything or feeling like I was welcome it started from very a very very young age you know I was never popular in school I was always the outcast I was the outcast at home I was always blamed for things there I was the outcast with you know most friend groups over the years and what I realized looking back is that I could, you know because I didn't feel good enough or worthy enough I would self-sabotage my relationships so it was actually 
from a place of deep compassion for myself, it was usually my own fault when these things happened. Um, and when I say fault, I don't mean blame. I just mean that my trauma ran so deep that I created such such um, ripples with people that they couldn't cope with that and neither could I and just break down at that point. So I do understand that um, not feeling good enough or worthy enough to be part of a tribe and that fear of being the outcast and that fear of not being good enough. But try and lean into that discomfort and start with something easy, like genuinely like the Facebook group that I've created, um, the Shaman Talk Facebook group. It's a really gentle place to be seen. You know, you can start to share a few things maybe and you'll get nothing but supportive um, comments back from there and you, we can really start to build a, a safe community that you can start to lean into and feel a part of. And then maybe that's a good way to start increasing your confidence and the fact that you do have something to offer. You are valuable and people love to hear the things that you have to share. So number six, it's never crossed your mind that you need anyone else. You've always worked alone. Great, some people work alone. Um, but I do question that always with people. I've had a few clients who've worked with me longer term who just refuse to work in a have refused to work in a group or refuse to do anything more than just one-to-one -one work with me and even that's a struggle but over time we've kind of looked at that and broken it down and they've realized that actually you know there was there was a, a deeper underlying fear in there and something that they had to face we're tribal people we're not meant to do this work alone we're not meant to be lonely being alone and lonely are two very different things obviously you know, if we choose to be alone for our own spiritual growth for X amount of time or take a vision quest or, you know, for whatever reason, that's fine. And being alone can be a brilliant way to do that. Being lonely and isolated and feeling like you don't need anyone else is definitely, a, I would say, a pathology of some sort. So there's something to look at there for each person who feels like that. And um, at the end of the podcast, as usual, there'll be some journeys and activities that you can do to help to work out what it is that you need to work with to uncover whether this describes you or not so if you if it's never crossed your mind that you need to work with anyone else then I invite you to think that maybe it's time to do that in whatever way that feels right for you so you've had number seven is you've had a bad experience in the past and prefer to work alone now rather than be hurt or feel unsafe. And also I would say that the word anxiety, I haven't brought anxiety into this yet. And I realise that that's um, missing from this list is also people who feel like socially anxious and who can't um, mix with other people. So I'll, I will speak about that as well. Um, just because it's come into my mind right now. But anyway, so you've had a bad experience in the past and you prefer to work alone now rather than be hurt again or feel unsafe in that way. And sometimes bad, so bad experiences are bad, full stop. Okay, that's, that's, that's just the case. But what I choose to do now with my bad experiences is I choose not to, A, not to let them beat me in a way, in, in a kind of positive way. B, I do a lot of recapitulation work. So check out episode number 16, if you don't know what that is, and that ex the whole episode explains how to do this technique. So I recapitulate the time so that the negative emotions are released and that it doesn't still have a hold over me. 
And then I move forward from that bad experience into a new experience and my discernment gets better, my ability to know whether to and know and feel in something and know whether or not it's safe for me as it gets better as well. So you can if you're choosing to join a group or you want to do some work with somebody or you're thinking about maybe make, trying to make some new friends in some different way, then check in with your guides, you know, do a journey, ask for support and help and advice or healing or whatever it is that you need in order to get you moving forward from that bad experience. And then number eight is that you like to be in control of your spiritual life. So I love this one. Um, and I'm a big control freak. I like to be in control of things. And I've learned over the years to just release that control and let go and surrender and everything's perfect anyway, so it's all fine. But being in control and in charge is overrated. It's so overrated. And it's bad for your body and your mental health, your physical body and your mental health. Being in, constantly in control of all things at all times is not good for you. It's not good. It certainly wasn't good for me. The research is all there. So if you're someone who feels like, nah, I can't be in groups because I lose control, then there, there's some, sh I mean, last week's episode was all about shadow work. So that's a real um, pointer to some some kind of shadow work that you can look at um, and start to think about whether you can start to release some of that control and some of that stress, because often control comes with stress um, and stress comes with various health issues itself. We can't control everything all the time. And to try is not good. And I, and I do understand that because I was such a massive control freak in my life that it was embarrassing. To think, it's still a little bit embarrassing now to think back of like the deep control issues that I had. So I guess what I'm saying in this podcast today is be vulnerable. Be part of a tribe. We are tribal people. And we've evolved for millennia in that way. We wouldn't have survived otherwise. So now in the past couple hundred years, we've mostly moved away from any sort of tribal living or community living. And that's fine. You know, some of us have the um, good luck and fate puts us back into kind of a community space. But for most of us, you know, that's not an option creating community and creating an environment where we can be together we can be totally within our own circle and within our own field and completely safe we can be powerful within and we can hold our own personal responsibility for our path for our knowledge our wisdom and guidance but we can be with other people we can be inspired we can share our stories we can be vulnerable we can have things reflected back to us and it just really accelerates the learning process so i invite you to consider moving back in that direction and more into community more into a tribal way of communicating and um always in a way that feels safe for you so you know a healthy safe and well-held community and you do need to look for those not every community is safe and well-held and you can find those online or in person it's a beautiful space for sharing and to draw an inspiration a great place to do shadow work and to do some inner work and I have literally never met anyone who didn't benefit in some way from moving out and from being with others in fact I was go I would actually go as far as to say that those who try and do this work almost solo from like books and non-communicative courses can actually cause themselves harm you know individually we cannot see everything we get ourselves wrapped up in 
hamster wheel kind of monkey thoughts we you know we get so internalized with our work that it it can it really can flip and be quite and become quite dark for us so and i do see that happening not not every time there's no hard and fast rules to this work and for a few people listening it might be absolutely right for you to do this completely alone um and I'm, i will say that but if you're like yes yes it's absolutely right for me to do this alone please consider that it might not be please consider it might be work for you to do um because we need on a biological level to be seen and heard to be inspired and honored in sacred circle that is my belief i think everybody could benefit from that in some way when it's right and when it's safe to do so so it's that time of the podcast where i will ask you to pop off and get a notebook and a pen and we will start to think about ways that we can find community some activities and journeys that we can do together Welcome back. So in this week's episode, journeys and activities, we're going to start to think about who we have in our life that we can share our journey work with. Who do we trust? Who do we share with? And how many people are on that list? So I'd like you to make a note now of the people in your life that you can share your journey work with, your shamanic work, your shamanic life, your inspirations, your realisations about yourself, your thoughts about how you might change your behaviour or change um, situations in your life. So make a note of those people. And then I'd like you to see how many people are on that list. Have a think about, do you trust them and do you feel safe, seen and heard in your spiritual experiences? And if the answer is, there are lots of people on the list and I feel like I'm... I trust them and I feel safe with them, then that is absolutely amazing. I'm really happy to hear that. So keep going, you know, keep building those relationships, keep being vulnerable, keep opening up to that that um that trusting space that you've created with your family and or friends. So if the answer is either I have no one or I don't trust those I do have, then it might be time to make some changes. So what I'd like you to do as a, the people who are kind of thinking that you don't have anybody or you don't trust anybody that you do have in your life right now with your spiritual path and with your uh, with your heart and that. Now I'd like you to go on a journey with your guide or guides and ask to be shown what needs to change in order that you can move forward with your spiritual work. And by that I mean does a relationship or friendship need to change or end? Do you need to seek out a new circle? Is there an attitude change in you that's required or is there a new perception needed for you? So that's the kind of changes that I'm thinking about there. They might be completely different to that, obviously, but that's all fine. So you're going on a journey with your guide and you're going to ask to be shown what needs to change in order that you can move forward with your spiritual work. Um, And I'd love to know how you get on with that, if you care to share. I'd really encourage you actually to share your experience in the Shaman Talk podcast group because obviously that's what I've been talking about today. What I would say is, you know, only share what's comfortable for you and what you feel safe sharing in that space. There's, you know, quite a lot of people in the group now. But know that in sharing, we open ourselves up to a vast new world of heart connections and a vast world of possibility that we we just 
wasn't there before and know that the that, that space is a held space and that it is safe for you to do that. Now for those of you who are in a place of um, lots of people that you can share with and lots of people that you trust and you feel safe with then that's absolutely fantastic. So what I would like you to do is I'd like you to go on a journey with your guides and ask to be shown the next step for you, the next step in vulnerability, the next step in opening up, what needs to move forward, you know, what, how can you, where's the momentum, the next step for your momentum for your spiritual path. So I'd like you to do that journey. And again, it would be lovely if you felt like you could share in the Shaman Talk podcast, that would be great. So all of this information today, including the the list of um, things to watch out for, the activities and journeys are all in the show notes and you'll find that at centreforshamanism.com forward slash 35. Can't believe we're up to episode 35. That's absolutely fantastic. And I just want to take a little bit of time today to thank everybody who listens to this podcast I feel recently, especially in the last few episodes, it's really kicked off. People are really listening. A lot more people are listening um, and I'm getting a lot more emails and um, people reaching out to connect with me and I love it. I really love connecting with people and I love the fact that you are listening to these podcasts and I hope that it really helps you with your spiritual path and your with your shamanic life. And I'm always available if you have any questions or thoughts about things that you'd like to hear me talk about. So I would encourage you to email me, rhonda at centreforshamanism.com, if you have any subjects that you'd like me to cover in the Shaman Talk podcast. Um, I'm here for you. I'm in service to the people who listen to this podcast. So if, if you're thinking, I really wish you would do a podcast on this or on that, then just drop me an email and I absolutely will try and do that. And if I can't do a podcast on it for whatever reason, or it's not long enough, or it's just simply a question you need answered, then I'll either do a live in the group or I'll send you an email directly back with an answer to your question, if I know the answer to the question. At the very least, what I can do is send you in the direction of an answer if I don't know it as well. So thank you so much for listening. Thank you for taking the time to listen to these podcasts and for being part of the Centre for Shamanism's community. Um, I really, uh, I really enjoy working with everybody. I really love all the new connections that we're all making, and I hope to see you all in the Facebook group, answering questions, sharing your experiences, and becoming a, an effective, wholehearted shamanic person. Thank you. so much for listening to this podcast I really appreciate it if you're loving the messages and loving listening to this podcast then pop over to centreforshamanism.com forward slash subscribe and sign up to our mailing list Mm -hmm.